it's been a while, so you should probably tell people who you are. They might All have right. forgotten. It, it's about time for me to tell you guys. Wait, sh- shit. I totally messed this up. I was going to say something so clever, and now I, I can't work your name into my intro speech. Regardless, <laughs> my name is Chris, and I'm a filmmaker from Nashville, Tennessee. And honestly, I don't know anything about this movie, so I don't have anything for this whatsoever. Well, I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and I am gorgeous. I'm Brian Poteet. I'm an illustrator in Nashville, and I can't remember who you are. Hi, I'm Benj. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I am clueless. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on right now. And And we're opinionated. Today, we are watching Your Name. Your Name, uh, I believe it came out this year. Yeah, it came out in 2017, has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by uh, Makoto Shinkai. Did yeah. I pronounce that correctly? Yep, sure did. Oh, sweet. Um, stars a bunch of really great looking people. Um, <laughs> Ryanosuke Kamiki, Michael Really, Michael. Uh, Michael Center Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow, oh, Rick. Wait, no, that's the, way to go. No, no, that's the English voice. That's why. Okay, never mind. Uh, Rinosuke Kamiki, Mone Kamishirai Rush. That Kami. Kamishirai. She. <laughs> Sorry. And Laura and, Post. <laughs> no, no, and that's Masami Nagasawa. I can say that one. <laughs> There's just a lot of eyes in Kamishirashi. So I take Raishi. it we're watching the subbed version, I, not the dubbed version. I mean, we might be. In, in case, the only name that I didn't mention that was English was uh, uh, Stephanie She. S H E H. She? 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 Great. I also cannot pronounce that one. Wonderful. Well, um, you got the first name right. We yeah. Think. All right. Two strangers find themselves linked in a bizarre way. When a connection forms, will distance be the only thing to keep them apart? Okay, so I don't... That's more about this movie than I have known at any point. I just got recommended this by a friend. He said it was amazing multiple times to me. Didn't tell me anything about the plot. And then I looked up around tomatoes. I was like, oh, wow, this actually seems... People seem to really like it. So I was kind of hoping... That you, Rick, were going to suggest this for the Anna Marathon we did recently because it was in theaters at that time and that's when I got the recommendation. And it didn't happen. I actually so. did think about this one, but, you know, it didn't. It, I didn't know much about it other than the fact that a whole bunch of people on uh, anime YouTube that I watch have been talking about it and talking it up. But they were also doing that about Sword of the Stranger. So, and we all know how that oh, went. Oh, man. <laughs> so this could be just like super mediocre. I doubt that will be the no. case. Oh. I mean, it, it's not. Wait, so, Brian. Brian, Brian, you're here with us. Have you you you've seen this movie already? I've seen this. Yeah, it actually did come out in 2016, early 2016. What was his name? Makoto Shinkai or Shino? Yeah. The director has done like a ton of romance anime movies that are really popular, like this, like bittersweet, normally sag ending romances. Okay. Oh, did he do um, he the did, uh, 50 centimeters per five second? Five centimeters okay. per second. Uh, children who chase lost voices. The garden of words. These do voices sound really of a distant sad. star. The place promising our early days. So basically, it's yeah. all really pretty, well designed, <laughs> sad. Okay. Well, not sad, like bittersweet. Normally. Right. Like there's something good there. But... Okay. So what you're saying is, at the end of this movie, I'm not going to want to do the second half of this podcast. I'm going to want to go in my room and just contemplate life and possibly cry myself to sleep tonight. Not all of them are sad. That's just <laughs> usually his theme is, this is what happens in real life sometimes. Okay. okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm actually pretty excited to watch it. I, like I said, don't know anything about it, but it sounds awesome. All right. Why don't we go ahead and uh, take give a look? All right. Let's 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 take give a look. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just go take then. give a look. I do work oh, things. Yeah, you do. You want me at the cafe later? Thanks, but I got to go to work. I can't stand this place anymore. It's too small and town. Please make me a hand of Tokyo Boy in my next life! Or stand up. Don't stand up. 
Don't um, unbuckle your seatbelt. Don't uh, don't have any snacks. That one that one was uh, was annoying for a little bit when snacks are permissible. There would just be a. I don't think that they were necessarily permissible. I think it was just like I'm hungry and I'm going to eat during the part <laughs> part of this podcast. Nope. Are, are outlawed we, are we good to go yeah we're good to go okay i don't say this real often but i'm gonna say go watch this movie before you listen to this podcast like i'm not someone who is bothered by spoilers in almost any case but i think this is a movie that you should really go see before you hear anything or hear us discuss it it was particularly delightful not knowing what it was exactly like what it, i agree like what completely. its deal was like the first like 20 minutes i was so like what's going on but once the pieces click and you realize what the movie's doing it is such a unique ride mm-hmm. that i definitely would recommend just turn the podcast off and go watch it. absolutely like, also it was a great movie and I, i'm just oh, gonna man. burst the bubble now yeah. i loved this movie thank god because really parts of your reactions you in would. there well, i don't know what either of you said <laughs> parts of your reaction in there had me worried that you had you had not enjoyed it and so i was like i'm gonna have to fight like tooth and nail over this <laughs> no it was amazing oh. like that that's that is top tier romance movies yeah this movie this I, is yeah. so good i was i was still like what the hell is going three three quarters of the uh-huh. way through this movie i was just like i don't know if i like this yet or not yeah. <laughs> but it like it but it is it keeps it keeps it kept me hooked the whole time bait every time well not even not just bait and switch just be like okay like it actually was telling a compelling story mm-hmm. the first act is very Setting generic and kind yeah. of like yeah. kid like almost like a kid i got movie. a little disappointed when i realized it was a body switching movie because i'm like man these have almost never worked for me yeah like yeah, <laughs> yeah. so is, bummed what's crazy about this movie to me though is that every time you get a handle on it and you know okay this is where we are this is what's going to be coming up next this is what we're going to do it switches on you and it switches hard every time and that's so impressive to handle this well but i mean and and it's it's such an easy transition too in the movie itself it's like it's almost like you're trying to combine and this is a very very bad comparison (laughs) is like a freaky friday in a lake house scenario that really is what this movie is is, with a little bit of armageddon in there (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) a very little very the the best part of all of those movies you know that doesn't include bruce willis (laughs) or keanu like they're in this movie like and it it just it feels like it flows so well together even though like those those three movies should never be combined whatsoever <laughs> they actually and then become a romance and because yes exactly and become a romance and it all flows so well together the- this movie falls in a unique category of movies where i both guessed where it was going and was wrong where it was going in the exact same category i, I think that's intentional i think he set you up to believe a certain thing and then pull the car- carpet out from underneath you to then like- put it right back underneath yeah. you again yeah as you could people could guess well maybe she died and they'd be right but then like oh but it was three years ago or you could guess well she's in the past because you can start figuring out the time thing like when you start noticing in the morning he always clips on that little bracelet thing you're like oh that's the that's the chick's hair thing there's obviously so much going on with the movie and one of the things that i liked about it is that I didn't feel like the storytelling was dumbing itself down so that I could no. keep up with it. It's its hook wasn't the concept. Its hook was actually the characters. Yes. Because I really cared about both of our protagonists and was really delighted by all of the humor throughout and was really charmed by the romance and the crazy end of the worldish scenario that is happening to this town is sort of like a tear beneath that which is just high marks for how good the characters are in and i think the thing that makes that work so well is that the movie gives you so much time to get attached to both of these characters Mm -hmm. and when you first find out oh they're three years apart maybe they're not going to get together you're thinking okay i see where this is going and then the movie's like nah she's super dead man like 
she is squished beneath a pile of Everyone rocks. Everyone there dead. is dead. All yeah. their friends are dead. Everyone you've met there, dead. Super, And you're super going dead. to forget super about dead. it because that just happened. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Like, it is It is unrelentingly brutal at points. Like, yeah. and, and that level of emotion and character-driven uh, storytelling is just so rare in a movie that's this high concept. Like, I just, I can't get over, like, how tense I was in this movie at even at points where there was no physical danger involved like there are things that I was literally like biting my fist there was a point near the end of the movie I looked over and saw you and I was just like started shaking my head but I was like right there with you like internally I was just like I feel the exact same way as Rick right now, but I'm not <laughs> portraying it like physically. I just was not prepared at all for this. Like I, no. I was, I, I had heard a lot of things about this movie, but I, I just wasn't like, I, okay. When I hear someone else tell me like, no, this was a super good movie. I kind of believe them, but I don't necessarily engage with a movie that's even super good on that level that often. Like, it's just very rare for me to be able to, you know, get as invested in these characters' lives and stories and, and their wants that much. But Wait, because someone recommended it to you? No, I'm just saying, like, in general, I don't do that with most movies. And so when oh, someone says oh. it's a really good movie, I'll go, okay, yeah, I want to see that at some point. And I, but if I had understood the level of emotional engagement I would have had with this movie, I would have made it a priority to see it much, much sooner. I think one of the things that makes it so effective is that, like, I hate using this phrase because I feel like it's overused. But when you say that, like, the characters feel real, usually people refer to that because it's like, oh, well, they they have this unique experience or this unique conversation that is, you know, something that sounds like people might theoretically have in everyday life. But this movie, the characters really do feel real because they do feel like they've changed by the end of the movie at their core of who they are, how they respond to everyday scenarios. But it's actually difficult to quantify because their change is actually, aside from their deep interest and investment in each other, very subtle. I yeah. I do feel like the guy in the beginning he is a lot more tacky right yeah he's a lot more like aggressive and brusque in the beginning of the movie which is how he encounters situations but he softens as the movie goes on and they, they I, definitely both get a little bit of each other because she actually gets some of that that fire that boldness to stand up as to well her dad exactly do what needs to be done to save and, everyone and that's so perfectly encapsulated in the way that the movie talks about her putting some of her soul into that sake and then him consuming that and just that whole mix of these two people you really see them grow together and in a way become like one one person it's amazing and the sake like is interesting because i love movies that have magic elements like this where the magic seems larger than the storytelling itself like in the story we don't understand really why this happened or how it happened or in a way when it happened it, it, it's yeah it's just this thing that happened and the movie just goes okay well it's magic and that's crazy yeah, so you just go with happened it and before like with um yeah because there's this the line of people who have experienced who clearly it. has experienced and, and it before. but is it the god is it something yeah. else is it tied to the comet like there's those questions are ultimately uninteresting exactly. they're just in there to pepper you know add a little bit of seasoning to the world to, so that it's just not dismissed completely and i love that that focus is taken away from that and given to the characters because it actually makes the magic seem bigger right well, but yeah. also like they it just does a really good job of just focusing on the characters and leaving the characters to tell the story and, and instead of letting the magic tell the story like they focus on the characters like because the magic's the, just a device it, to tell the to story exactly. it's not yeah, necessary it's not, yeah, it, it, yeah they make a point to make they, sure that it's the characters that the story is about i think a big part of what makes it work so well is that it very clearly establishes this is what is happening like this is these are the rules of it and never deviates from those rules like it it fits very well within its own rule set and never pushes you outside of that and so you're able to really buy into that and it's like chris said ultimately the why of how of this situation doesn't matter at all like the why could just be that there is some guardian spirit here that has set this thing up so that these people will somehow be saved and that's 
more information that I'm just making that up essentially. Like the movie does not tell us that at or all. Or that they no. just link through that cord of fate that yeah, the exactly. grandmother was talking about how time weaves and yeah, disconnects and, and then reconnects. Later. And that red cord of fate is a common theme in a lot of uh, Asian stories. And Absolutely. so, yeah, like that. Oh, it's so good. Well, I, I guess like we, we've done a lot of talking about how much we like this movie and, you know, certain things with the plot. But the first, let, let, I, I would like to say, like, take a step back and just start at the beginning. The visuals. Oh, amazing. To start off oh, beautiful. Always the best looking anime probably I've seen. Well, if, I, I can't if think you watch, of any. Uh, five centimeters per second, it's very similar to that, but like cranked up in the sense of pastels and crazy cell shading. Like the scenery's something beggar in a certain way, but less detailed, I guess you would say. It feels more like they're living inside paintings. So, I yeah, mean, I can see that. That sounds cool. Yeah, I think you would appreciate it. But that's like one of his saddest, the, bigger, bigger suite. Like, yeah, that's that's the one that I'm familiar with. Yeah. And so when I realized that that was the same guy, I was like, oh crap! Especially the further in I got into the movie, and where I th- could, yeah. see, I thought I could see where it was gonna go, and it was just killing me. Well, <laughs> I think he clearly understands. That his fans know what to expect from him. He's able to play with that. Like, yeah. this could be where I'm going to end this movie. This could be where I'm going to end this Definitely. movie. Definitely. I mean, I could have, like, I was in, from a story beat perspective, I could have easily seen it ending when he finds out they're all dead. Yeah. Like, that could that could no, be its absolutely. own movie. Or, like, right when they're writing each other's names on their hand, then, like, the music cuts off and the marker yes. falls down and the oh, light changes. Oh, that was such oh, a good goodness. moment. He's just trying his best to keep her name in his mind and then suddenly it's gone. It's just gone. And yeah. you can see, like, it is wrecking him. It's and breaking his heart and then he can't even remember why wanna, it's breaking his heart. And wanna, that becomes, a, a like, a part of who he is for the rest of his life yeah. at that point like he doesn't even remember why he's looking for someone exactly something. and the way that they set that up at the beginning where they say where they have is it both of them that says it at the beginning mm-hmm. or is it okay man i'm i I've, i should have held on to that and remember that because that would have worked that would have told me okay she's gonna be okay and she's gonna survive at least but um the the fact that they set that up at the beginning and then bring you to that emotional level where you're understanding that and you're feeling that with them is so impressive. I can't overstate that, honestly. Like, there's a lot of times where you can start a movie with a um, with a monologue that's like that and it feel cheesy and you not get to that emotional level with the protagonist. And this is just not that. And that's so rare to be able to do this fully. That scene where he forgets her name on the mountain, I so badly want to take that whole scene and turn it to one of those Facebook video memes and like mm-hmm. caption it because I always forget people's names. Uh, I'll hang out with someone 10 times and just be like, what is your name? I, I literally think it took about 15 or 16 times of seeing you before I actually remembered your name when I saw you the next time. I'm glad I'm not the only one with the same problem. <laughs> Oh, but well, man, this movie was so good, and the the animation, as Ben's brought up, was definitely a highlight. Yeah, and and like they do a great job of just like kind of they give you a little bit of kind of what's going to happen with the story to begin with, but they kind of just throw you in, and we we wake up with uh, Mitsua. Um, and her waking up in the morning is like, okay, what's going on? That's, I had a really weird dream, and it's like it goes through her day, and it's that like that first transition was really, really hard to follow. Like that yes. was one of the few moments that I'm I, I might ding the movie for is that it was not super clear to me that she had woken up. Uh, that what's his name? Uh, uh, Taki. Taki had woken up in Mitsuha's body, and then when she got downstairs, it was the next day, and things were different. I think. I don't know. I, I feel I, like I think... from the structure, we're not necessarily supposed to have a crystal clear idea of what's going on. I think we're. It's sort of an intentional level you're, of confusion. You're right. Yeah. To look back and realize, oh, that's what was happening right there. Gotcha. Okay. I think it's that I picked up on the Freaky Friday thing really fast, yeah. and then the fact that it was not continued with that scene. Well, was I, really weird. To I me. thought that personally, I thought when she, when the first day that we see them, she is waking up and is like, this is a really weird dream. I'm a girl again. And was like figuring like trying to reconcile that with with herself. And then, you know, we start off with her back in her regular day where the previous day Taki was was in control of her essentially right where they had switched places and it took it took i was like this what is this? like it literally i was i looked at brian is this like 
the, on the second day, I was like, is this Freaky Friday scenario? Like, what is going on <laughs> yeah. here? Like, it just, it threw me for a loop, and I guess it helped, but I, like, I feel being like able to ask that question. I feel like telling early on doesn't really hurt the story, because it just lets you put it together faster. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're going to figure out either way, and then you're going to have to look back over right. everything you've seen, and who was who, and what was going on. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that, because this movie's not about, like, that being a twist or something. Yeah. It's just, that's a way to draw you into the world, I think, because the characters are equally confused by the situation as you Mm -hmm. are so i think that helps put you in their shoes a little more quickly um one thing i do want to highlight is (laughs) the running joke of him waking up in her body and grabbing her boobs is played in like that's a really immature joke but the way that it is escalated throughout the the film and escalated makes it sound so much worse when it actually hits you in a pretty emotional way at a certain point in the movie like when when she when she's grabbing her boobs and she's he's crying because he realizes she's alive. Oh like, man, that's that, one of the yeah. top 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 tier comedy jokes I right there. Yeah. So, so hard. That was so like so disturbing yet so hilarious all at the same time. Like like a character literally grabbing and fondling themselves <laughs> as they're crying and saying, "Oh my sister," <laughs> yeah. and then just like. And the sister what? being terrified, yes. like, oh. <laughs> oh, no, what is going on? Like, oh. I am not looking forward to puberty if this is what happens. <laughs> right, yeah, totally. But, yeah, like, ah, uh, uh, this movie, okay. Well, and, and we get to see uh, um, Mitsu. Mitsuha? Mitsuha. Like, her live through her day as herself and then her day as Taki. And then they switch. Like, we get to see yeah. each character, which I think is a great job of building both, you know, her, like, building herself and also building, you know, her experience as Taki and then having it switch and saying, okay, this is what Taki, who he really is, and kind of him figuring out his what happened to him and then also you know figuring out okay what's going on to me now that i'm as now that i'm her and seeing that relationship kind of grow with, like when they f- kind of figure out what's going on is like really awesome and they do a really good job of like quickly explaining it and just saying this is the way it is and let's go and like i'm at that point like i think it's probably five ten minutes into the movie at that point which you know four days have passed yeah but like i am totally on board and understand what's going on i'm just like okay like it's a Freaky Friday movie, but okay, let's go. Let's like, I mean, it's, yeah. th- it's not anything highbrow or anything, then, but I'm, I'm on board. As soon as you are 100% on board with that, you're getting it, you're seeing, okay, this is where they're going to go with that. They're like, and that was the last day that we ever switched bodies. And that happens at such a weird turning point in the movie because he's just been like, oh, you know, I, this girl that I was interested in before, I'm not really into as much at yeah. that date. And then she's also having that, you know, uh, thing go on at her her place with the festival and then it's just this sudden cutoff from Mitsuha's character for a good long while and mm-hmm. again that's just such a great way of putting you in uh I keep saying Ataki's shoes like it it is so good on a craft level that I'm really impressed if that has not come across somehow <laughs> yeah like i i would say that it's good enough to me that i would call it highbrow because like i think it's really smart and well put together not not a movie doesn't have to talk about like i don't know weird metaphysical stuff to be highbrow it just has to be really you know thought out and good i think this mm-hmm. movie is really 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 well crafted from beginning yes. to end um even though it's just a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Not just. <laughs> it is drawn. It is an animated film. It's also a cartoon, and I loved it. <laughs> oh, oh, listen! It's not a movie. It's if, a film. If only it's, you could see the glare that Ryan was giving Chris at that point. Cartoon as the medium, not cartoon as in the type of. The medium is animation. <laughs> cartoon. That's actually for literally no. Cartoons are for anyone who loves cartoons. You're a cartoon. I love car- You're a towel. Actually, that's one of the best descriptions of Chris I've ever heard. <laughs> that makes sense. You're kind of, you're kind I'm sure that everyone's sure. very invested in this argument at this point. Well, no, but like we get um, kind of the realization that like 
for Taki's like, oh, that's the last day I became like that. I had that dream. I became her. And we see him struggling like, okay, well, what happened? And, and like him delving into trying to remember everything and the, the, his art that he is trying to like, okay, I'm trying to remember this. And we see him on the date uh, with his previous crush. Uh, and they like, they're at an art museum. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, what was the word? Nostalgia. Yeah. Oh crap. That yeah. just went to, okay, that just got put together in my head. Yeah, yeah. and I, I figured it was like, wow, oh, well, those are just old craft. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. And Holy the, craft. Yes. <laughs> and and I, I was like, oh, nostalgia. So those are just old, like, because it's an older town. Right. And it's out in the middle of nowhere that they're like, oh, this is why it's nostalgia. No, it's nostalgia because it can explode it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. and, and just to see him, like, just staring at the pictures and just, like, not really comprehending what mm-hmm. it is, but knowing that it's important. Yeah, and we have so many, like all three of us called out, like, why hasn't he called her? Like, why is why haven't they tried to communicate via their cell phones? Because mm-hmm. that is a plot point, is that he is, they've been taking notes for each other on their cell phones. And when he calls, it gets disconnected or, or whatever. It says the number is no longer in service exactly. or whatever it is. And that's just such a good way of, like, giving you an inkling of what's about, you're about to get dropped yeah. on you. Yeah, uh, and and so and so he. I'm actually glad that they didn't show them calling each other earlier mm-hmm, because I yeah. feel like that would give away that something's too wrong much. too early. Um, and but like I also love how at this point of the movie and throughout, like talk about nostalgia. There's sort of this theme in the background of the movie, sort of the tragedy of memory. You know, because mm-hmm. throughout a lot of this movie, we don't know if they're ever gonna meet up. Yeah, you know, and. He doesn't even know if she's real. And how sad of an idea is that, that he could have all these experiences that he really believed at one point in his subconscious were a real relationship with a real human and now he's doubting if it ever happened and but if it did happen and he just other people in that town where it just yeah this is just something that happens when you're young you which, which is another someone else and then you forget and it's just a bigger sweet oh, memory which is just another tragedy which is yeah. the idea that you can forget things that we all eventually forget something and who are we to decide if we actually forget something that's really crucial to how we were raised or like who we became today, you know, like that, that stuff's really cool. And the movie doesn't have this big speech about that. Instead, it has a parable about it. And I think that makes it so much more effective. And that's why, that's why I do call it highbrow because I think that that experience is something that everyone can relate to, but few storytellers are competent enough to try to tackle without hitting you in the face with it. Like this we're is just what not doing, doing here. We're just not doing a good job yeah. in general. They may mm-hmm. hit you in the face with it or they may choose not to, but it's just, you know, barely there. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's this thing that's not really part of the experience that yeah. we would call memorable. Man, that scene when he is, uh, found out that they're, all dead and he's just sitting in that oh, the room crater well that I, but i mean like when he's in that room and he's trying to figure out like oh it's even before he finds out they're all dead it's when he oh, the like band on his shot. arm yeah when after there's like i'm it's the moment where he is in there's a lot looking of good for, scenes. yeah yeah there's a moment where <laughs> yes. he is he has been like looking around and i don't remember if he's realized they're dead or not yet i think it's after he's realized they're dead yeah and he realizes he's that this whole... He's convincing himself. He's convincing himself that this must have been some crazy, like, insanity thing. And he saw the event on the news and just yeah, remembers all of the... That scenes. one. That's exactly the, mo- the moment yeah. I'm talking about. That moment where he is, like... You can you can see him trying to rationalize what must have happened. And because we, the audience, know that's not what's happened, like, it just hits so much harder. And But being able to make you empathize with that feeling of... I must be going insane because if that happened to me, I would feel like I was going completely out mm-hmm. of my mind and that would be incredibly scary. Like, just think about that, that you would have had these days where you thought you were in someone else's body and, and then the next day you're back in your own body and you have notes from your, from the other person that, yeah. you ocu- that occupied your body. And then when he looks at the notes and they start disappearing, disappearing in, in front of him, oh gosh, that's the main, like, I want to know why those disappeared. Magic. Magic fine, but I mean, like, was it because he stopped believing? Was it because, because I mean, presumably she was dead the entire time he was getting the messages from her, time-wise, but 
he was able to keep them up until the point he started dowging and wanting to look at them to reassure himself, and mm-hmm. then they just start disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. I guess I don't I, I there might I don't know. I I don't really need A that trial answer. To have him prove that he's gonna go all the way kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe just on faith. Or maybe However just magic her works. timeline yeah. ended. Their timeline was technically it was off sync, but they were still moving forward and hers stopped. So then well, all of his connections stopped. I don't know. I mean, there is that that scene where, like, it looks like their their cord is getting severed, and that that could kind of go along with that. I think. Maybe. I I thought that uh, it was the when he made the phone call is when the comet hit. Yeah. And uh, like, as far as the time of when he tried to call her three years ahead was the time that the comet hit three years behind, and that's was sort of like the definite like okay yep they're not part of the same time they're part of the same timeline just they're three years apart yeah and i thought they he did a really good job of kind of nodding to that especially like the opening sequence where it's the two of them on the train and we like don't really really realize what's going on but it's it tells us right there that this is in the past yeah like that that you know there is a time difference between the two and we see her braid or her yeah her braid and he's constantly wearing it, but it doesn't necessarily like shove it in your face. Yeah, that he is. You can kind of put it together, especially if you are remembering back to that scene that happened at the very beginning that only makes sense later on where mm-hmm. he gets it. Like, I I love that. Again, this is another thing that they do to put you in the shoes of the characters. He has no idea what's going on there, but they show you that scene without mm-hmm. context because he doesn't have context in that moment. And no. he just keeps wearing that th- that that uh i guess hairband yeah and he he has no idea why he's like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't remember where i got it from but somebody explained it to me as this and it's a conversation that he had with the grandmother not when he got the bracelet yeah the braid and it's just like oh my gosh this is so crazy like this is like been a part of his life for over three years now and he has no idea what it is Mm -hmm. and just to see like him like muddle through all that, like even just trying to find uh, find her and find the town, mm-hmm. it's just so like engaging just to see, okay, well, what happens? Like, right, how do yeah. they meet each other? And th- that finds out, like for him to find out, oh, everybody's dead. Yeah. And then him to start that journey of like, is she dead? Yeah. And then to find out, yes, yes. she absolutely is dead. And then like that works, that works so well because we've already been set up with like, that's the last time that this has happened. Like, mm-hmm. and then there's this big long gap for him of it not happening. Makes it gives you so much hope when you find that moment of, oh no, he's gonna go to this this shrine, and you still don't know like what's gonna happen there. Like, I, I think we're all clearly hoping that he will be able to like jump back into her body and fix things. But again, even w- if that happens, she's just like a like a 14 year old girl. Like, what is she? How is she gonna evacuate the town? And her grandmother immediately calls it out when he gets there of like. No one's going to believe believe that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and on top of that, like the grandma already earlier in the movie said, you're dreaming again, aren't you? Yeah. And it's just like, she knows. Mm -hmm. What does she know about this? Like, it just. But because they've set up how that whole memory thing works, it, it makes sense that she's not taking it super seriously. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, we come to find out, like, in that sequence where he comes back, her, like, um, her her grandmother explains to her and says, oh yeah, I had that too. And so did your mother. Mm-hmm. And just like so nonchalant, but it's just like, wow, this has been happening for God knows how long. Man. That it could be just something that it goes to Probably each generation. Yeah. 1,200 years as long as that meteor made the town. Right. Yeah. yeah, like that That makes me suddenly so much more empathetic to the dad, who's kind of a jerk throughout the whole movie, but realizing that something very similar to this is what he's lost makes me feel so much more empathetic towards him, you know? Like, you get that scene of showing him like that she dies in childbirth, you know, and, and all that, but man, I didn't really put that together fully until now. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of just uh, details. Yeah, it's that... it's like the the things that they're weaving together, like that. You know, it, it it's exactly like that. They're just all these little pieces that make this overall story so good. 
Oh man, where where even are we in this story? <laughs> I think we're kind of where on the he's mountaintop, on the mount, like on the mountaintop. Okay, when he goes when he, to drink the sake, everyone. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Right, man, that when it changes art styles, I was not prepared for that. And when they no. see the comet on the wall, mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah. man, that was some weird predestination shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that threw me for a loop. Oh man, I just it, it's so. I don't even I'm just at a loss for words. It was just a really good movie. Yeah. And like just to see like we know that or we find out later that the lake that the town sits on was also formed by, by a, a meteor. Yeah. And obviously where they go to visit the shrine mm-hmm. is a meet is clearly you know where a meteor hit and so it's just like okay how like did this happen 1200 years ago right yeah to kick this all off Mm -hmm. and somebody went in and you know drew this and created this shrine yeah to for this you know to happen now like what's what's going on with that and it leaves it kind of all somewhat ambiguous but we don't need to know and that's just to like it's just a benefit to the movie just adds a little bit more depth definitely not that we need it but he he takes the sake and becomes her again right because this world is so well constructed and well put together it's really easy for me to imagine that there is a logical answer and i don't need to know the specifics of that logical answer because i am so drawn into this world and it's you know i've got my my suspension of disbelief is reinforced by everything in this movie so i'm so much more willing to take that on faith you know Mm-hmm. Um, well, is, when he drinks the sake, he doesn't just become her like he has throughout the movie. He sees everything from her yeah. birth to where they are now to when they died. And yeah. then when she gets in his body, she sees his memories and sees that he's seeing her die. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. she knows that this is all happening. And, the, and the, what's cool about that is that he, right before that scene happens, he has to cross that threshold where he's going into the underworld. So mm-hmm. he's like metaphorically bringing her back from the dead. Like, and yeah. actually, like, mm-hmm. which is yeah. so and cool, when he and kind of on like his the, head, and like it looks like he's going to hit his head really I hard. I totally thought he was dead, being like just singing. I'm like, oh, he's just going to like be happy with her in the afterlife, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, like Jacob's Ladder scenario. Yeah, <laughs> this is the underworld. <laughs> no, now he's but, going into the underworld. Well, no, and like to have him cross that that stream that stream that you know earlier we saw when they visited the first time was just a very small stream Mm -hmm. and oh a couple steps and we're over and it's fine but then like have it be basically like a river yeah in the middle it's just like crossing the river sticks Mm -hmm. after all it's bigger because all those dead people are there now oh there's 500 people thicker of underworld Oh, actually, that kind of, yeah. Interesting. Or maybe it just rained and there's more water. <laughs> no, they <laughs> wouldn't both. be there because it's in a different... Wait, oh, no, because that's the original crater he's in. No, well, no, but that's what Brian... It's, that's where their souls went since that's their... Oh, because like, no, it landed died. on another town, probably. Oh, maybe I'm just not tracking at all with all what right. you're saying. <laughs> the river, when he first sees it in her body, is very small. Like they, They're able to go over in like one rock. When he goes up there the next time, three years later, it's huge. It's a big, wide river. And that's after everyone in the town's dead. Oh, I see. So you're saying that the river grew because more people died yes. metaphorically. All right, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Or it could, like you said, or it could just be because it was raining yeah, that day. Yeah, because it was raining a lot and <laughs> they a big crater. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I just like to see like, and then he immediately comes back as her and is like, oh my God. Gosh, and it, like we realize that this is the day of that has that, already happened for her. That moment where you're seeing the town be destroyed all around her, and those meteorites are raining around her, is mm-hmm. just heart wrenching. Like you just, there's nothing you can do about it. This is not the kind of movie like that a lot of anime are, where you know someone would just like the boy swoop doesn't in and, fly in and block the meteor. Yeah, with his exactly. Love. <laughs> with his love, <laughs> love <Power> being. <laughs> yeah, like it's just not that kind of movie. And it is overwhelming in a way that a lot of disaster movies just aren't. Like, you know, I've, I've how many times have I seen New York destroyed just utterly? And it's just like, eh, whatever. Well, Take notes, Bay Roland alone. Emmerich. Exactly. But this moment, I'm not, you're not even seeing people get killed. You're mostly seeing like countryside destroyed. And then it just goes blank on her at the moment you know that she yeah. would have died. But we see the devastation. Yeah. We see it at a personal level. It, which, and, but it, what's impressive is that that is also kind of gorgeous, just yes. like everything else. Oh, yeah, level. because the meteor is just amazing colors. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great thing to see before you die. <laughs> right, yeah. If I had to die, <laughs> dying like that would be pretty cool, I'll be honest. 
Uh, okay, but yeah, so she, you know, he gets, he manages to get back into her body, and he comes up with this insane, desperate plan to to make this work. But you're kind of like, okay, yeah, if, if a bomb goes off, I can where see where they become criminals. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that moment, like later on, when people are coming to like grab him and be like, "Did you blow up the station?" Like, I want to know what is it, what it is that made them assume that he must have blown up the the power station because he just learned how to do explosives. Well, yeah, damn it, I've told you one. I've told you a thousand times, stop blowing up the power station. <laughs> this was definitely the hardest emotional punch for me. Because yeah. when... The, it's the, timed what, so perfectly. Oh, no, there's this. one better. There's actually one better for me. The, um, but uh, remind me. I, I, I want to forget. I love how it shows them both getting to the edge of this crater. And they're they're running along the edges of it. And it's like they run past each other. And they have A that moment. A single frame of that cord between them. Yeah, and it just stops them. Like, and then they're like, they, they come back together. And you're thinking, okay, they're just going to be able to hear each other across this gap of time somehow. And then, no, like in this one, for this like short magical moment, they get to actually see but, each other and be together that, they're trying to like touch each other and they can they look down and something like they look over at the sun and the sun's going down it's mm -hmm. like this is our we didn't get a chance but then they slowly look back and see each other and see it's, that it's timed twilight. excellently yeah. just amazingly and then they have this really heartfelt conversation and right as it's getting to the the, the like pinnacle of that just bam it's done nope you're back in your own body whatever happened happened that town is still destroyed you don't know if she managed to make it or not and that whole thing and especially when she's like running back to the town i'm going like screw the town just screw it run get as far away from it as you can mm -hmm. i don't care about them anymore for him for each other yeah, yeah exactly at least they can have each other yeah but you know she's a better person than i am and she goes <laughs> back into the town and i love that moment where she's like storms into her dad's office and i don't know what she said to convince him but somehow she manages it but before we get all the way there yeah the part that made me just like get so teary-eyed was when she tripped yes. and she looked mm -hmm. to see what his name was on her hand and it said i love you yeah, that is the sweetest shit I have ever yeah. seen in my that life. Right? So... That was so cute. Uh, Damn it! <laughs> yeah, it was, was so good. So, that was so infuriatingly cute. It yeah. was so like, good. You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, you lying son of a bitch. You were supposed to put your name down, and you didn't. And you know that he's. You, you know that he's thinking. Okay, I'll have her name, and like It'll I'll just go good. find her later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because this is Greg A. Bigger Sweet Tea. That he, this guy. So because it's like. <laughs> He's going, she's so happy that he said that he loved him, but she's still, she just forgot his name the same way he did, and she's just going through that heartbroken, Nonsense. and she's seeing that oh, she can't man. fix the town, that she's oh. not, and she goes over to a friend, who for some reason has gone along on this, like, destroying the <laughs> Those town. Those two are yeah, the both best friends yeah. ever. The girl. Either that or they was, hate like, this town. She knew everything was going to happen. Yeah. She just had to be on board. Yes, I'm going to allow you to blow up a, the, the power station. I think she really just didn't believe 100% that it was going to happen until it was too late. And she was well, like, I'm going to go along with it now. When she was talking to them about the plan, she was like, this is just a what if scenario, right? But we yeah. really need to do this. Yeah. Oh. So she was willing to do it. but Right. But... What, what what is the the friend's name? I've Tessie. Tessie. It's so ironic that I keep forgetting the names of these characters yeah. at this moment. But yeah, I've Tessie. never related to a movie's core concept more <laughs> than this movie. But yeah, Tessie. Tessie is a awful human being in some ways, but such a good friend. Like this well, is a yeah. terrible, terrible idea. To be fair. Like, after the whole town sees that the kids were right about this, He's they all gone. just pretend like, oh, yeah, it just blew up naturally. This yeah. is fine. <laughs> but he didn't go know. to jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're like... fine with him because he saved all of them. <laughs> right, exactly. The ends justify the means because nobody got hurt in the long run. <laughs> Did you blow up this substation, Tessie? Technically, I mean... we can't prove it because there wasn't enough time for an investigation. <laughs> no. <laughs> wink, wink. A piece of meteor blew it up. Yeah, totally. It was just really lucky that that happened early, right? Well, and to see that kind like we don't really know if they succeeded yet or not. Yeah. And and to see see uh, this movie lets you hang in some horrible tensions for a long time. Well, and we, and we see Taki and he and how like he experienced the meteor the first time, and how like he's listening to the new the the news channel, and they're just like, oh yeah, this is this is one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen in our age, yeah. and how like. 
for him it's such it is going to be such a bittersweet thing yeah and he like, has like no we've idea. been saying like because it's so, he's like they're right he's like it's a such a beautiful thing and he's just staring like in awe <laughs> of this and to realize that what's going to happen to him three years later when when he loses somebody so important to him because you, of this especially when you find out that he actually met her the that day, day before or, that yeah, day the, day or before. the day before and was like right there and just <laughs> there are so many moments of this movie that make you want to scream but it's so such a good like emotional thing <sighs> This movie is exhausting, it's by the so way, is. but it's a good very way. Exhausting. I really hope you you listen to us and turned this podcast off and went and listened to it. So it's now we should probably get to like the last couple scenes yeah. because we've pretty much gone through everything we else. Should. Yeah. So the they evacuate the town and we kind of do a quick flash forward. Taki's an adult. Five now. years. Mm -hmm. Five no. years in the future. No. Because at that point where it cuts to him being in the future. You don't know whether they are alive or not. It yeah, yeah. No, we don't. no idea. You have yeah. No idea. For no a idea. Long time, and it just it has him like going about kind of his process of trying to get a job, and it gets to a point of like you know he's talking about how he again the thing that he was talking about at the beginning of the movie, but that was so long ago that I couldn't remember yes. that she had also been saying these same things. But he's having this conversation about there's something that I'm missing, and it's like it's one of those things where it feels like it's right on the tip of his tongue, like he can all like he's got his fingernails. If on he it. could just see it, he'd yeah, remember. And, he would yeah. remember. And what's crazy but the very end with that in mind is that because she's in the same boat too mm -hmm. all those experiences are gone but the point is that their the, connection is still there exactly yeah. and that's so new. cool mm -hmm. because yeah. it keeps it it both gives us the happy ending but it also keeps the theme intact the the sort of the tragedy of what memory is like he, and i love that i love that it's able to justify both things he does such a good job with the the beats of this last moment because you have this moment where you're like okay they're both alive. I guess that's where it's going to end. They're not going to see each other again because you have that moment where you think like he sees her the back of her head, but she's just gone. And you're like, okay, it's going to end with them. Or it could you know, have just think. not been hers. Like, right, oh, yeah. he recognizes yeah. it's someone with a cord. Exactly. Yeah. But then, you know, you have this next moment of they see each other from the two trains across from each other. And, and then so, they split. And so you think, okay, maybe it'll end here. And I can just imagine that someday they'll see each other again and they'll meet and it won't be this thing where it's instantly tearing apart. And then this jerk has them like see each other and they they're they running do to the most, find each other they do the most human thing of oh god i've seen them i'm being ridiculous what <laughs> am i doing <laughs> normal and they walk <laughs> past each other and because this guy is who he is and i know like i know his reputation for these bittersweet movies i really genuinely believe that this jerk is going to have them just walk on past each other and credits will roll and credits will roll yeah. and when they don't do that like when when he was is it she that says something or him first he says it first when yeah. he says it first i'm just like oh thank every possible god but oh. she turns around and is just like bawling because well, he she realizes i mean he is real. bawling yeah. too yeah. like he's just like don't I know you from some like haven't I seen you before or like something like that and she's like <laughs> I was thinking the same or you know something like that but they're both like just literally bawling for no reason yeah. and he I'm just does, like he does this thing where like he he keeps putting the thing that you want to happen right in front of you and then just yanking it out from under and he's done it so many times yeah. that when he finally lets Charlie Brown kick that football you're just like yes well, and, and just like even in the lead up to that where, you know, we see him going about his day, but he's now explaining to us like, yeah, I had this really strange obsession with this town and it doesn't tell us who survived. Yeah. It doesn't tell. It just says, oh, yeah, the, the mayor did this, but we don't know if he survived or that, you know, it was just something that, you know, they were you know said in the news articles and then like he's having dinner and they somebody says tessie and you're like okay well they survived but did she survive and then if, if, like we see them pass each other and they both do and we hear the the bell the ring bell, yeah which is the cue to us like and kind of to them like mm -hmm. hey this is like they've they've crossed paths again mm -hmm. and it's like okay she did survive you're right there together just look. Come on. Just, just look. I know this is super weird for both of you. Like, both of you feel, must feel like you're complete idiots for what's going on right now. But just do it. I it, don't think any other movie has captured how beautiful the magical, like, first spark of mutual attraction, like, is. You know? Like, movies. it's because, like, they both feel the same way. But they, <laughs> No, what? you told me they don't end this well. No, but they have that sense of the perfect 
like presence of what love can be like. Yeah, how bittersweet it can be, how sweet it can be, and what it's like to grow up and lose it, but then still look back. Yeah, on. it's wholesome and realistic, yeah. and that's yeah. what I think I really appreciate about it. Because usually, whole, when people think of wholesome, they think of like Hallmark Channel. Yeah, it, and this is not of, that at all. It's so much feel better. Cheesy. And yeah, it doesn't feel doesn't. cheesy. I really appreciate the little details they add in this movie that you basically a lot of things that you would just assume naturally like you're thinking that they're texting somehow throughout the time it turns out they're just keeping diaries to each other they yeah. never they could never call or text or anything for right. some reason they never tried texting i yeah. don't know i mean i assume maybe they did and it just was like this is not connected for oh some you reason. don't have a connection here yeah or they just were perfectly fine with with each other just leaving notes. Yeah, exactly. And like it feels like, like it it's a weird like thing. It, yeah, it's a you weird know. thing. But I mean, it like, it does feel like that moment where you know he calls and it's not connecting is the first moment they've tried to make that happen. Well, and 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 it's like the first time that he realizes that it's happened. Yeah. Or that that like oh she's not just some person I've been trading places with. It's right. somebody I really like because um, Okadera or yeah. um, however you I think say it her. is Okadera. Um, that's how it, so it looks to me fine <laughs> phonetically. Yeah. Um, but uh, like she says, yeah, I remember you used to have a crush on me. Yeah. And like he's like, uh, no, it's no, I, I, it's not that like, at all. Like, and, and she's like, but I think you you're you like somebody else now. And he's like, uh, mm, uh, and just like trying to stumble over everything. Yeah. It cuts to her just well, thinking about them having a good day and for some reason crying. And even she doesn't understand that she's mm-hmm. in love with this guy. Yeah. yeah. And and then she immediately. Like, I think that's the day that she decided that she wanted to go visit and see them on the date. And she's just like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. I think. I think I could go over individual moments from this movie just for over and over and over again forever. But I think this is there a good is point. one thing I'd like to go yeah, over. Definitely. Just a small detail that they had for him the entire time was that they don't show him drawing early on just yet. But his friends comment when they're in a in a cafe about the architecture and stuff, and then you realize he's drawing architecture. They're going to school for architecture and landscape, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's how he. That's the only thing he can really remember about the town is the mm-hmm. stuff that he can draw. For some reason, oh, he can remember yeah. that well. Oh, well, and we do. We do see. We do see him once as her earlier in the movie, yeah. like that. You know, they were doing art or something like that, and was just drawing Sketch, and sketching, sketching the, the school. Yeah. And that's or, why he's doing the job interviews. Yeah. is because he's like, listen, you're never. You don't know if you're ever going to have another situation where a town just goes away, and we need to do things to preserve. Yeah. those beautiful like landmarks Landscapes and landscapes. He was already going to school for architecture, but this changed him in a way to where he wanted he wanted to create towns like that for people because these were the memories he had in that kind of town. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just these little things so, they add like, throughout the well, story that you think are just like, oh, this guy likes drawing. That's no big deal. It's but, really remarkable. Yeah. Like this movie's yeah. really good. There's a lot of little things to pick apart. <laughs> oh, man. But in a good way. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let, let's... I think we can. This is a good point to go ahead and get into final thoughts. My favorite moment would definitely be the the saddest moment for me would be on top of the mountain when they're writing each other's name and then music cuts, lighting cuts, marker falls, and he's just oh. the moment just cuts right there. And then she has her own version of that moment where she looks at her hand to remember the name, and he wrote "I love you" instead of the name, which is cute but doesn't help her. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my least favorite moment would probably be maybe just that it's a big of a like the world building slow start. But at, when I first watched this movie, it was probably the middle of the night, maybe 2 a.m. And just slowly I'm going from leaning in the back of my chair, just like one percent moving closer and closer <laughs> to the screen, thinking like I'm really getting into this for some reason. And then suddenly it's just it's an amazing movie. All of a sudden, everything mm-hmm. that I thought was inconsequential at the beginning suddenly matters. matters. Yeah. yeah. I, I was having the exact same experience in there. Like I was, I was playing my phone a little bit. Like you know, uh, I, we were watching the subbed version, so we yeah, had to pay I had attention. To pay, I had to pay a lot of attention to <laughs> yeah. it, so I wasn't as. Uh, I, I wanted to to um, live tweet it like I had the last couple movies that we had done, but I, I didn't think I could do that. So I, but but by the end of the movie, like. I didn't want to touch my phone at all. Yeah, like, and that is because every little moment could mean something time-wise, yeah. like relationship-wise. Yeah, definitely. My rating would definitely be five shattered meters out of five then. Five star rating! 
all of his tier. work is always really good, but this is one of the few that has like a legitimate good ending where you're happy for them. And even if they can't fully remember all of their time together, they're going to make new memories and like they're clearly meant to be together. Whereas yeah. some of these people you see, maybe they didn't get to be who they were supposed to be with their weird memory swip swapping people early on. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy this movie. Uh, I felt that the art was astounding throughout the entire thing. This movie did such a great job of building a world and building a story and keeping at least me hooked, regardless of what was happening in the movie. It did feel very generic to start as far as, you know, Freaky Friday and then, oh, it's a time, it, but it, it was engaging. I felt like I was on the journey with the characters from moment one, even though I did feel a little lost. Um, but being able to catch up and being able to ask Brian, like, okay, so is this the, is the scenario? It's like, okay, cool. Now I'm on board. I know exactly what's going on. And I can figure out the, what is actually, like, figure out the rest of the movie. And I was like, for the through the first act, I was very, like, okay, generic, you know, for you Friday. But it, it morphed into some, something so much greater. Um, my favorite part, my favorite scene. Oh, gosh. It has to. Oh, man. This is really <laughs> difficult. This is really probably. This is really difficult. Um, it has to be. I don't know why, but seeing him go through interview to interview and to explain like with this sense of urgency that he doesn't know why he has it. He just knows that it has to be done. And trying to explain that to people that don't understand. Um, and to see him just walking, essentially walking through life at that point with a weight on him that is so so heavy that, but he doesn't he can't explain it to yeah. somebody it's so powerful and it's feel like it's just so compelling to me just to see that happen um it that is just that whole sequence is so amazing and so well crafted and it serves the rest of the movie so well like it builds to that moment and it builds to the moments that happen later my least favorite scene uh, it's really difficult. Right. It really is yeah. difficult. I I would have to say, I guess my least favorite is just how often we were given an end to the movie that I was expecting to not be one I would enjoy. <laughs> right. Because there there like there are definitely like like we said earlier, like four or five different times where this movie felt like it was going to end. And none of them were as satisfying as the actual ending of this movie, even though this movie would have been amazing without them, but it, it's just so like, it's so nerve wracking and it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, but it's the thing I disliked <laughs> about it the most. Yeah. This one's difficult because <laughs> is it? like, it's not for me. <laughs> it, it, <sighs> pain is a good thing. <laughs> Love is pain. <laughs> I don't normally like giving five stars for a movie i've just seen once i remember being very hesitant i think about giving logan yeah five stars um <laughs> uh, but this this is absolutely five out of five shattered meters five stars Like, he does such a good job of just showing you the pain of forgetting something that you once held so dear. You know, even with old age, like, just forgetting friends and loved ones that you had. We can all, we all know, and we can all experience that, but just, you know, and the pain with forgetting, like, man, you know, I haven't had my grandparents in so long and I remember being so close to them and they're no longer here and it's just a distant memory and it's just he does a great job of crafting the story into that kind but giving us the hope at the end that you know even though the memories are gone we still have those connections and you know dwell on those connections and not and don't dwell on the pain that they're not there anymore and he's just such a great job yeah definitely I'd really like to follow that because I really like the way that you put that. I think this movie does a really good job of 
quantifying, you know, that aspect of the human experience that's really difficult to put to words. Yeah. Um, this movie's amazing. My favorite part is definitely when she looked at her hand and it said, I love you. Uh, that part just, oh my, it's just so, mm. it's, so, <laughs> I know. Oh, I need some chocolate. This, this is, this is by far the closest I've had to crying on this podcast and or in a movie that we have watched for this podcast. I teared up for this, but I wept when I first saw it. Like, I, yeah. middle of the night, like 4 a.m. wept. Oh yeah, no, if I, I probably would have cried more if yeah. I wasn't yeah. around people and was yeah, afraid. Yeah, agreed. Like yeah, if I watched this by myself, or you know with my significant other mm -hmm. I would have been like in a puddle like <laughs> on the floor just be like <laughs> it's so good like it's so beautiful mm -hmm. uh, not just in its aesthetic but in its theming and in its characters music. Um, my music's also really yeah. good I really it, like the music it doesn't stand out but it but when you really think back it's it fits everything fits Everything fits this movie. And mm -hmm. what's amazing about this is one band does every song in this. Yeah. Really? It's not like a studio. It's just one. It's the Rag Wimps. And they just do like. The Rad Wimps. I yeah, like that. <laughs> they do the intro song. They do the big reveal, like secondary intro song. Like, oh, this is Freaky Friday, guys. <laughs> they do the. They all meet. Well, they meet on the mountain song. And then suddenly it cuts out. And then they do the ending song. Man. Oh, man. It was. Sorry, it's just a really good. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, least favorite is definitely the much more difficult part to do. Um, and I, I had one in mind, but like it's literally already sort of evaded my memory. Gone. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird how that works, you know. Um, but uh, man, it was just a really good movie. Um, it's, it's beautiful, amazing, uh, delightful, wholesome, heartwarming, uh, five amazing words, five comets killing the earth. Five stars! Wow. Man, this movie sucked, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, we've gushed for like an hour on how good this movie is, and nothing I say at this point I think can really add to that, but, um, my, my favorite moment um is definitely the one that Brian picked the same one where that where that thing dropped but uh, you know that was the emotional gut punch of this movie um when it has so many of those but you know since Brian highlighted that I'm, I'm instead gonna say m the moment at the the very last moment where he you know says hey you know you know gets her attention and she turns around and that you're like just the relief that I felt at that moment has carried the energy level that i've had i've had throughout this podcast i uh, okay yeah fa that's my fa i'll put that as my favorite moment least favorite <laughs> moment i don't have one i'm not even gonna try <laughs> uh it, it's i love movies that are well crafted um movies where every little detail matters where you know the the tiny pieces of this all come together and manage to feel real I'm amazed by how good this movie was. Uh, there's no other rating I could even imagine giving it except five out of five bottles of spit sake. Five stars! It's, it's just amazing. I please, if you if you've gotten to this point in the in the podcast and you haven't gone to watch it, first of all, shame on you. But second of all, go see it, find it, watch it. It's one of those movies that'll make you like appreciate life a little more, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I've walked away from this like loving the world a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that speaks for itself because North Korea could bomb us at any minute. <laughs> well, and, it's fine. Don't get California, not us. <laughs> and, and I just, I feel that if we would have gotten one of those previous endings, I would have felt more angry than happy at this movie. Yeah. Um, and I will be honest, the rating, my rating would have been affected by that, but it would not, I, I would have acknowledged that this is a masterfully crafted movie. Because yeah. you hate loving it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And it's just like, no, that is not the ending I deserve for getting on this ride at the beginning. Welcome like, to real life. <laughs> <laughs> Next anime month is just going to be all this guy's movies oh, and gosh. we're just going to all cry. That, I'm okay with that. That sounds painful. That <laughs> sounds like a really big improvement. Not that in a marathon was From bad, quality. but just that this was way better. 
<laughs> well, you want. I, I agree. I honestly agree. Well, do you want to also know what is way better? What way better than what? What are, than our podcast? Movies? <laughs> our, our You're podcast. saying our podcast was better than your name. That seems a little audacious. Yeah. Wow. I it's a great podcast. It is it's an amazing podcast. podcast. You should listen to all of our episodes yeah, and rate us on iTunes. Yeah, you can actually visit our website at opinionatedpodcast.com. We're on social media. We're at Twitter. We're at, we're at OpinionCast. We're Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. You can also reach us on email at opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. You please feel free to vote on iTunes and give us great five-star reviews. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Tell your friends and family about your name. That movie is great. Mm -hmm. And we are also still taking submissions for our listener review month. Chris is back. Yeah. But we've lost Josh. He is somewhere in Louisiana. <laughs> if you see him, please return him. <laughs> please to return us. him to us. What if Josh didn't like this movie? We would kill him. We would kill him Do and, you think and he break wouldn't? him. No, I think he no, would. He would he not I like think love? he would. <laughs> I think he would I think Josh I don't know I don't want to speak on his behalf he's gonna see the movie soon I think I've already arranged that with, <laughs> with oh, people man. so oh no I think he will I think he would also be willing to at least give this I think he would have at least really liked it yeah. yeah I think he would have given at least four and a half but I mean guys just cannot encourage you enough to go see this movie any way you can see it mm -hmm. but also please like tell your friends tell your family you know help us get you know our name out there we want to be able to give this product to you as good as we possibly can and uh giving us ratings and telling everybody else about us and subscribing helps us do that yep. so is there anything else that we need to chop uh, uh shop talk we might want to just uh you know Remind them of who we are. Uh, I don't like remember that. that. You don't remember? I, I, I don't remember I, I can't either. Remember. It's, it's something such, like it's oh, it's, it's we're it, you are opinionated. Man, oh, that was the best one yet. I think easily, it was. Yeah. easily. All right. Uh, thanks for listening.